0: primary ignition. This is Star Wars.
1: Look out. Core. World.
0: Yes. You may fire been ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm come Comeback, and you're listening to
2: Core World well News. your whole net news show of in-depth coverage on the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, for a new segment rundown for February 5th, 2021. Male Baganow, Locked lock tinfoils in attack position. Watch first, the news with your house, Ben, Gran, and Adam.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Grex. Um, so this week, for the news, we have uh, three headlines here uh, to start up. Um, the Cassian Andor series has announced uh, two more directors um, in their lineup. And uh, so it will be Ben Karen, uh of The Crown, Sherlock, Beaver Falls, Wallander, Um, and other things, as well as Susanna White of uh, HBO's Generation Kill, Boardwalk Empire, The Deuce, Masters of Sex, Billions, um, joining uh, Toby Haynes, uh, who was already named by Tony Gilroy. um, And Toby Haynes' claim to fame is the Black Mirror episode, the Emmy-winning episode, uh, USS Callister, which was a Star Trek uh, spoof, which I happened to see, and it was wild. yeah Yeah. uh yeah what are uh what do you guys think about uh we we, a couple more things so they're going to go ensemble directors here
0: they're ensemble but they're they're all well at least the first two well the new two um they have a lot of experience with period pieces which i think is interesting right you get the crown a director of the crown which by the way is like one of my secret favorite shows um i don't mean secret like i keep it secret i just always forget how much i love it and the next season starts and i like My wife and I just binge it in like two days. And then you have the other one who directed Boardwalk Empire, which is also a really amazing show if you haven't watched it. So I like this, though, right? Like, because in a weird way, like Rogue One, the movie itself feels like a period piece. Like they capture Mm -hmm. that 1977 aesthetic. So what better way to do the casting than to get people who are comfortable directing shows that look like they take place in olden times like Star Wars does or A New Hope does in some weird way. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. What I think we have here is our second director incubator, right? Like we are going yeah. to get uh, a slew of new, new directors in this show. We're going to have a gallery series that explore, you know, get game, gives us more insight into their process, their style of directing, all that sort of stuff. And we'll get to learn about these people, in, you know, in depth, which will be great. But, um, you know, just looking at Ben Karen's work, Sherlock, uh, yeah. lots of sleuthing. Um, I can see that playing well with Cassian Andor and then, um, uh, the other director who I'm, I'm forgetting her name, um, Susanna White, Susanna White, uh, Generation Kill. I mean, that's all about war and like post-traumatic yeah. stress and, and you know, desensitization. Like, it's just it's crazy. Like we have these is some these are some really, you know, talented people coming in to, to help tell this story. And I couldn't be more excited. I think these are the right people. These are great finds.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Adam, you started getting into it. Well, what does this say
0: about like tone? Like what are what do you? Yeah. You get here,
1: this is kind of a mystery.
0: Well, I think Grant hit the tone on the second director, right? This, this, this kind of war directing Mm -hmm. Um, the crown Wallander. If you haven't watched Wallander it is a, it's a great show. It's a British detective show starring um, Kenneth Branagh, I believe. Um, And what was the other, there was one other show. Oh, Sherlock, right? Directed Sherlock. Period piece. Period piece, but also very dark. Those three shows are very dark. Wallander is, really dark but really good. And so like this is gravitas that they're going for. They're going for a darker tone, I think, more serious tone, which is not surprising. Right? Look at the people they got for the Mandalorian. These are action adventure directors in a lot of ways, right? And yeah. so I, I think they're really making some smart decisions by pairing the directors with the shows. Like they they have a tone that this seems to set a tone for you know, war, action, adventure, but dark drama, very serious. You know, probably not as probably not too much lightheartedness in this. There'll be some comedy because it's an all Star Wars, but it's it's going to be taking itself pretty seriously, I think. Yeah, yeah. This, this, is my, this tone for Andor
2: is reminding me of kind of the Daniel Craig Bond films, uh, mm, the kind yeah. of more gritty, serious serious approach that um, Sam Mendes brought to the VIP, and um, and and obviously Tony Gilroy has experience you know, with with gritty, uh, like thriller, spy thriller, you know, action with the Bourne series. So we, what's super interesting about this is it seems like there's no ISB kind of an in, imperial intelligence officer show. There's no like official re- rebellion kind of like agent show, uh, you know, like uh, someone who's more official than Cassian. It's Cassian is our Bond character in the Star yeah. Wars galaxy. It's like mm-hmm. and he seems like he's a guy who's mostly undercover most of the time. It's not like in deep cover at that. And so it's it's really interesting to see the talent they're finding for the show, and then the tone of the show and how it's going to evolve from there is going to be really fun to watch. I think yeah. it's going to be a very serious, uh, dark thriller. Yeah, you guys like,
1: really, yeah, you really nailed that. I didn't uh, glean that from all of these, but you really put that together quickly. That makes a lot of sense. I sort of focused more on the the money behind it, like the mm-hmm. the production value that all of those things have i was just i don't know i'm still obsessed with like how many sets they're building for this and how much money they're throwing at it i was a little worried they're just like well we'll just throw money at this thing and make it a big budget thing and hopefully it'll just look great and you know but what you're saying i I can definitely see that they have you know this narrative this narrative tone i think is coming together and i could definitely see that i mean dude star wars bond that makes so much sense for uh diego luna and um and yeah, and yeah, hope, I mean, it. it, it fe- it's hopefully going to feel like the first act
0: of Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, I, the money stuff makes a lot of sense. The The sheer success of The Mandalorian through awards, yeah. through downloading, I mean, I think the top 10 um, streaming shows, original streaming shows this year, nine out of the 10 were Netflix shows <laughs> because everyone has Netflix. And mm-hmm. The Mandalorian was like number five on that list. It was the only non-Netflix show that was on there. That means like everyone who had Disney plus watched the watched Mandalorian. It. Like right. it's huge for them. So they're, they're, they're all in Disney's all in on throwing all the money yeah. at star Wars. So it's not surprising. Well, they are able to get these, this caliber of directors.
1: Right. But whereas like Mandalorian had this, the director and the story to start and then just sort of filled in around it by yeah. you know, blue tape and creating new technology. Um, I was worried that this one, like I, I didn't really think they had a story. It's tough. Cause I know how we all know how this one's going to end. Right. Um, and so they were really trying to come up with what a great story would be. Um, and then I just, but they, they threw all the money at this one that they, they, it looks like even more, like the budget could be bigger than Mandalorian is the it might be
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but we'll see, they've got so many irons in the fire now. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's coming into, coming into focus here. Do you think this might be, where do you think this is going to fall in like the release order of. Uh, live action series that we get.
0: Oof. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna the book of Boba Fett's coming out the end of this year, right? I think December. Yeah, I think that's next. I'm guessing it might come out between that and the third season of Mandalorian. Ooh, in between. I would yeah. guess
1: maybe after the third season of Mandalorian because I think maybe
0: due out uh next spring.
1: I don't know if we talked about that last week, but yeah. I think they're guessing uh, April 2022 yeah you. i
2: i have a I have a question for you guys. do you think we're eventually going to get two shows running concurrently and and I have a bet of which two might be those two shows, but i <laughs> I would say yes, we're gonna get two shows
0: I'm gonna say time. no uh, I, I think they're gonna go the Marvel route, which is like disney uh, Star Wars will eventually want something new out every single week, so my guess is we're gonna get twelve months. <laughs> Or fifty-two weeks of Star Wars shows at some point, I'm pretty damn near that. But I don't think you are going to have them running like one comes, two come out on Friday. I mean, I'd love that. But what do you why? What are you thinking, Grant? No, oh, sorry, I cut you off. I'm what, thinking, uh, guess? I'm
1: thinking, no, I am with you, Adam. I, thinking, I feel the same way. I
2: am thinking we might it. get Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we might get Book of Boba Fett, then we might get um, uh, Andor, and then we might get Mandalorian season three and Obi Wan running concurrently, like mm. at the same time. Because it see, productions wise, it seems like they could be you know immediately after book of Boba Fett running back into Mando season three, and then you have we know Obi Wan's shooting this spring, so yeah,
0: yeah, that's and good then you have they'll yeah, be in the, the can
2: you know around the same time and then edited and ready to. Plus you
0: have Ahsoka, right? You have you have the uh, the Rangers of the New Republic. And then whatever the event series that's going to culminate with those coming together. So it's a crowded field. It, it, it sounds like they had as many shows as the Marvel does on the Disney Plus side. So I don't know.
1: Is Ahsoka shooting right now? Again, great news segment as I ask questions. Because no. What was that viral Ahsoka on her cell phone? Was that from The Mandalorian? I'm pretty sure that was I'm from sure The was.
0: Mandalorian. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was great. Uh, cool. Well, yeah. So we know actually Andor has been in production for a while now. And then... Yeah. Obi-Wan just started, but I don't think Mando 3 is in production yet.
0: No, uh, yeah, early spring I think uh, they're yeah. jumping in. That's why I'm guessing. That's why I'm guessing they're going to want to sprinkle in. I I feel like they're almost treating in a weird way. I feel like they're treating the Mandalorian and all the Mandalorian spin-off shows as the new kind of backbone of their shows mm-hmm. and then these other series like obi-wan and andor are the more special series and i i feel like similar to how like they did this in the theaters originally like you yeah, had the skywalker saga and then um a star wars story and then the skywalker saga is how they're planning it because i wonder if they want to do the same thing where they have the mandalorian verse show and then a different show and then a mandalorian verse show and then a different show kind of just Oh, that makes alternating. Sense. Yeah, that, make,
2: that makes sense to me. It's like yeah. you have your solid foundation with the Mandalorian and then here's elsewhere in the galaxy with this character. You know, it's yeah, like, that might be a, a smart way to go forward.
1: Right. Because they're going to be jumping a lot uh, around a lot in timelines and like Obi-Wan and Mandalorian are relatively close, actually. And I think for casual fans, they don't want to get them
0: confused. And you remember um, hearing the confusion surrounding Rogue One. Right when that right. came out, like another Death Star and everyone's like, No, no, it's no the no, first no. one. Yeah. <laughs> look at look uh, at the
2: stormtroopers.
0: You can tell by the storm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can see the, the mouth <laughs> slightly curves. Yeah, you can tell by the...
0: but Come then on, again attention. If 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 season two of the Mandalorian taught Star Wars and Disney anything, it's that you can throw in deep characters and random references, and fans who are aren't even familiar with these characters are gonna gobble it up. Yeah. If you do it right, so right. Yeah. If
1: it's a good story, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that that would be the reason why I don't think they they would run two series concurrently because I think it would people would be like, when is Obi Wan gonna meet you know the Mandalorian? And it's just yeah. like um, he's not or or yeah. Bob. You know, actually, he could meet Boba Fett, but it would be an earlier version of Boba Fett, and that would be really confusing. Right.
2: Right. Uh, all right, because we got it's- Luke Skywalker in the mandalorian do you guys think it's possible <laughs> i keep we forgetting that happened han yeah. solo in the book of boba fett uh
0: maybe well yeah. like yeah absolutely totally. i think but,
2: i think there's a huge possibility that that could happen i think i would say maybe like a 65 70 I mean, chance
1: who gets an iron Reich or um or that's the question oh no, no
2: it'll be D-aged. older it'll be older han solo no it'll be it would be. Yeah, you you're right. Harrison Ford de-aged essentially. And, it'd, be um... up,
0: it'd be up. It'd be up-aged from uh, the original trilogy, de-aged from current Harrison Ford. Um, yeah, that'd be hard.
1: They'd have to do it like like they did with uh, Mark Hamill.
0: They would have to do with how they did with Grand, uh, Grand Admiral or uh, not Grand Admiral, but uh, uh, Moff uh, Tarkin, uh, right? Because just like, yeah. Because you're not going to get Ford. I'm sorry, grumpy old man. Harrison Ford is not going to show up for that. But you could do it convincingly without him. Um, I think he would because I think
2: he's jumping into Indiana Jones and then he would just ju- run over for a day and do it. That's why they're shooting Boba Fett now because they're like, no, oh, no. How, do we get Har- how do we get Harrison?
0: We are in. We are in Harrison's Ford. Ford's. I'm revisiting all of my characters and saying goodbye to them. And he's like, I already said goodbye to. Deckard, I already said goodbye to Han to Solo. Uh, Han Solo. Now I'm going to say goodbye to Indiana Jones, and there's going to be a second fugitive movie where I say goodbye to Richard Kimball, and then I'm actually done with my career, and then I'll go do smoke pot and and do whatever. Um, but I I would be surprised if they bring back uh, Hamill. I mean, I don't know if this is on your list of of news stories, Ben. I'm I'm guessing it's not because it's really just you know kind of the negative side of fandom to- that I've constantly been talking about the reboot. Uh, of the prequel uh, trilogies, yeah. or the sequel trilogies, which is not happening. But part of me wonders: is this just them getting something really wrong that's actually happening, where they are actually going to do a an *Adventures of the Gang* post Episode Six is Disney Plus <laughs> with a DH Mark Hamill? Oh. Like, part of me is like wondering if that's what's actually they're they're talking about trying to do, and everyone's just reading this as they're going to reboot the the sequel trilogy. Which, by the way, if anyone's listening and think that's going to happen. You're probably listening to the wrong podcast because that's not a thing that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that was a news story I skipped over last week. Like the headline was, "They're not going to re-shoot the the sequel trilogy," and I was like, "That's news."
0: Yeah, in the dark (laughs) areas of the. I don't. I don't know if I would even
2: like like a fully CG you know trio returning. Like I I prefer. I think it has to be character motivation. It has to be based on character motivation and. I think Boba Fett has a motivation to seek out Han Solo in the book of Boba Fett. It seems yeah. like one character he would track down in the story. And then yeah. you have two episodes of yeah. a, a, a strange CG Han Solo saying, you know, unforgettable lines and and maybe oh. a shootings blaster now and again.
0: It works well. You just have the meet in a dark cantina, right? So you have the dark. It kind of covers up the CGI. You have him sitting in the booth so he doesn't have to do like, Running around stuff, which is where the CGI really goes all wonky. You know, it's all those DH CGIs. Those characters are very still <laughs> when you show the face. It
2: would be nice to see, you know, Han flying something other than a freighter too. Like, you know, getting in, you know, high octane, you know, uh, dogfight, dogfight with yeah. the Slave One. You know, oh, that yeah. and, and seeing Han in an X-wing might be cool too, because I know he did train. It's it's pilot. it's. Interesting. Oh
1: right, yeah. It is like yeah. well, that's where. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. Or his in, racing school. He was In the
0: old EU, there was like five or six times post episode six where Han and Boba Fett like met up. And it was really fun because it was like this ongoing rivalry where they kind of kept trying to kill each other and then had this yeah. like grudging respect by the end, which it kind of be fun. Right. This kind of just yeah. like like they totally would have reasons to hate each other.
2: <laughs> I can see Han sparing Boba Fett, too, in, a, in an interesting scene. Yeah. Um, his life and that that's maybe why boba fett has become you know has gained some sort of enlightenment since the last time we saw him
1: yeah i would love that um i would love that interchange and you know one thing i sort of want had talked about a lot for tarkin when they um you know cgi'd his character and they didn't do it but um if they just showed like the back of han solo's head like, if it's yeah. in a dark bar and it's just a couple of lines, it's just like a wink and a nod, and just like you know what Han Solo looks like from the back, it sounds like. And I know it's like, I don't know, it, it you know, you know, that's Han Solo, like you don't need to see his face, everyone knows the deal, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you want to see the character's face, but and maybe Han is not the person to do it with. I think Tarkin would have been, yeah. have been the one to do it, but I. Uh,
0: Still remember that moment in Rogue One because when they showed his like slight reflection, I'm like, oh, this is neat. That's how they're gonna. Oh my god, he just turned around. Like yeah, I thought that's yeah. how they were gonna sneak past it. And, and,
2: then... and we could, you know, he's got some more like, you know, pompous scoundrel juice to squeeze. You know, it's not yeah. the broken mm. Han we got in yeah, yeah. Uh, seven. Yeah. You know, it's it's a little different. It's it's what we remember. Uh, it's again it's a nostalgia poll, but it's it's I, I would be into it if they did it. I think book of a book of Boba Fett might be the perfect place to do that. I love it. Just I, all, think all I
0: think you're I think you're on to something.
1: Yeah. It's okay. I've got another thing to say, but I'll save it for later <laughs> 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 Um all right. Uh, second little nugget of news here. Um Sarah Wilson of Movie Web interviewed Daisy Ridley um and got this interesting tidbit. Um she said. That Ben Solo died in every iteration of the Tross finale. There was no alternate ending where Ben Solo redeemed. Ben Solo lived. Um, We've
2: talked about this a bunch. That's tough. That's tough for a lot of people to you know to grasp grasp onto. That's like a lot of people saw a redemption arc for that character. And I just want to give a shout out to all those people who just feel maybe unseen. They 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 kind of wanted that character to be redeemed. I'm not. He was redeemed
1: technically. He was.
2: Right, he was redeemed, but, you know, in, in life, I would say.
0: As yeah, a I will a say he, he has more of a redemption arc than Darth Vader got. Right. right. Um, But I know what you mean, Grant. It would have been interesting. I think I think, if they had, from the jump, said, this is not the end of the Skywalker series. There will be, at some point in the future, episode 10, 11, 12. I think that that would have made it much more likely. But I think going in the 9, they were really set on... Capping this thing, and I think it's hard to put a cap on the Skywalker saga with Ben Solo alive. Mm. It doesn't feel like an ending. That's a really good point
1: because he is technically a Skywalker, um, even though he's a Solo.
0: Yeah,
2: I but it really would have been he was I mean, going to get sequestered on octu Two or marooned on octu Two, and then I that. have to rebuild his mind and his character, and and you know somehow there on on that you know, very that spiritual kind of uh omega point, like, like there he on that neck that's force force nexus, there he could experience Han Solo and it would make perfect sense because we know that place is powerful in the force. And we know there's like the first Jedi temple, you know, there. It's like yeah. if there's any place to connect with Han Solo, it would be there.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about that, Grant. You had said that a lot about like him being um left to stew on Ark Two. I think that would be really powerful. And I'm imagining the end of uh tross and you know they the republic takes away ben solo and then like one of the last scenes is him being sort of dropped off on on octu to sort of stew by himself um that would have been powerful i I could also see one where he you know where they go to to get him and or you know ray looks back to where his body was and he's gone and he's just sort of like off into the breeze um, that probably wouldn't be very satisfactory. But I could see a line somewhere that they have an interchange like, for- like Pa <laughs> Kent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 you know, like, I could Just see a line where vanishing vanish in a tornado.
1: <laughs> yeah. When when he comes around, he could say something like he's like, he's you know, you're the last Skywalker to write, I'm I'm Ben Solo or something. Yeah. You know, I'm a solo. And and then goes off into the sunset solo.
0: I'm a solo like my father before me
1: yeah exactly
0: um because it went that way within i mean i don't know
1: but there there were things they could do and i would just like the opportunity to think about a sequel you know yeah but i I just i get
0: it i think both of those would work right i love the sequestered thing i really wish they gave it to us i i totally understand why they did the death of ben solo and and to be honest that like 15 minutes and tross is part of my favorite like his his just shrug thing is one of my favorite moments in star wars when ben solo we finally actually get to see ben solo for the first time at the end of those series i i love but ben i think yours would have worked too if if you just have this moment where she does look back and the body's gone because what that leads the viewers to go it it actually and jj should have done this because this is a perfect mystery box for the king of mystery box boxes is you leave the fan base wondering did he become one with the force or is he alive cuz you don't see right. him go away you just don't see it happen you just see him not there and then there's this long lingering debate among fandoms for the next 15 years is ben solo alive or is he one with the force right yeah
1: i mean maybe that doesn't you know that's a satisfactory conclusion for us but it, would that yeah. have been a satisfactory conclusion to the you know um i don't you know i don't care i just as long as it's a good movie yeah. it's a good movie right yeah. and it was a good movie um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. I think actually those the Ben Solo ending of Tross might be some of my could be my favorite like section yeah. of the sequel trilogy. I adore yeah. Um Yeah. And because, I, I mean, a lot of great acting performances in that trilogy, but um, driver's yeah fantastic and
2: it's so good they really built up that character that's interesting that you're bringing up endings in the sequel trilogy because now that i think about it i think the force awakens has my favorite ending in Mm. the sequel trilogy like in terms of just uh in terms of just uh the the cinematography and the, the 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 shakespearean sort of like uh the stage direction and sort of how Ray and, and Finn are just standing up on a balcony watching Han solo get impaled like yeah there's a lot going on there that I think the Adam driver uh Han solo moment is really what what sold that ending for yeah. me is just yeah. the that ag, that uh, the Harris Ford Adam driver moment that acting was just yeah. superb I loved Luke in the last Jedi I loved the end of the last Jedi but the, the chemistry that Adam driver and Harris Ford were able to achieve in just oh, that yeah. moment. uh yeah. wow. Like that was powerful, and then for uh, Daisy Ridley to just uh, come in, you know, just firing on all cylinders right after that.
0: Uh, well, you right? get that with amazing like, battle, in the, Finn, Finn, just, the battle in the woods. That battle in the woods is so good. Lightsaber. Oh, and that I still get chills every time the lightsaber goes flying into her hands. Like yeah. that is shot yeah. so beautifully. And then there's something like weirdly, almost like you said like Shakespearean about the idea of the ground cracking and separating yeah. them. Like it's very cinematic and very like stage play almost. I, I really do enjoy that section of that movie quite a bit. I, and again, The Force
2: Awakens, I would probably rank the lowest. Now, I love all Star Wars films, but I would probably rank that the lowest out of my out of the sequel trilogy and The Last Jedi the highest. But for endings, TFA did yeah. a good job. TFA yeah. really did a good yeah. job at the, the ending. J.J. pulled off a pretty, pretty fun ending.
1: Yeah, and you can see the arc there for J.J., right? Like he clearly was using that, that scene on the catwalk to set up the ben solo redemption scene which is you know i mean that's why i think it was so impactful when you saw it on Kafir. yeah uh, yeah cool stuff man um all right one last uh news item here a uh, little tidbit the black series calcestis action figure is due out uh summer 2021 Ooh. and it looks cool
0: Will it be, oh, this makes me so excited because if it's post-vaccine, I could actually wander back into Targets again and do my, like, Black Series uh, spelunking. <laughs> and actually, like, that might be my, like, back into the world, get the Cal Kestis, uh, Black Series.
1: Nice, that'd be fun. What um have, have you seen this action figure yet? Do you know what he's wearing? No,
0: wanting? no, what's he wearing?
1: It is his, uh, I think it's his original poncho uh, ah, that right. he's wearing at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the lightsaber's green, he has a BB-8, and it's I think it's just a single-sided green lightsaber. Um, and uh, he had, I'm, no, I said BB-8. I meant uh, BD-1. Oh, right. Um, yeah. On his shoulder, uh, red, I think. And then um, he has a holocron, which is kind of cool. All right. So, yeah.
2: yeah he, has, he has that little critter from um, one of the planets, too, doesn't he? Uh, there's I like a
0: little see. fox critter. I thought there was. It became with a uh boglin. A
2: boglin. A Bog- male boglin? Yeah. From male bogano.
0: <laughs> boglin from bogano. <laughs> um, oh yeah, this thing looks pretty sweet. I am definitely uh I'm on board for this. I love that they have the hood. Like you almost give him a Jedi robe. Oh it does! Yeah.
1: Oh wait, no, he has two different colored lightsabers. So he has a blue single-sided and a green double-sided. Lightsaber. I have. He's a hood. This,
2: this this begs another question. Do you think we could see Cal Kestis in one of these Disney Plus shows? Because I mean, we know the the actor was recently on Gotham, and yeah, I mean, he did mocap for this character. and could easily reprise reprise the role in live action. It would be seamless.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I would love it. I think people would go bonkers if they saw him live action.
0: Part of me, I've said this in a lot of things. But I think my track record is pretty pretty spot on so far. Last time I said this it was about seeing uh, Dar- seeing Luke Skywalker in the uh, second season of Mandalorian. So I'm just gonna, you know, keep rolling didn't, those. Days. Wait, I'd be shocked. He if he was gonna be a... it. Okay, what's that? You, you go, Adam. What do, what would you be shocked? I about? Said I'd be shocked if we don't see Cal Kestis played by is it Moynihan? Is his last name? I can't think of his name. Yeah, I want
2: to say okay. it's yeah, Moynihan.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> in some <laughs> series. Yeah,
2: what about Obi Wan? Like, I know it's. It would be odd if he just popped up in Obi-Wan, but it, it, like I've circled around the, pl- the possible storylines for an Obi-Wan show many times, and it's like, you know, you could do... You, obviously, there's lots of things you could do on Tatooine, but if you were to come across another Jedi, um, it might make sense if it's an older Cal Kestis. Like, as he's... You know, he's been on many adventures, and now he's he's figured out Obi-Wan's out there. Or, you know, he I mean, he got a holocron at the end of the game. Uh, to yeah. discover other Jedi, right? That was the point.
0: Yeah, unless younglings, right? Right. Um, so no, I mean, it would
1: give away a little bit of whatever where, whatever trajectory they're going in and in the video game series. I mean, they may want to withhold the right to kill him in one of the
0: video games. It's true. True. Um, in terms of, uh, would you ask Qui-Gon? Yeah, we're going to see Qui-Gon. I'm definitely gonna see Qui Gon. I think so. <laughs> I think I—I I would be. I won't say shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up in Obi Wan. Yeah, because like, I'm guessing it'll just be
2: like it won't even be full force ghost. It'll be like you know, there's like an updrift of sand, and it's sort of like it sort of outlines the silhouette of Qui Gon or something as he's talking. Well,
0: about I like him. that a lot. I mean, right? Like basically, the end of Episode Three, we basically like Yoda gives him homework, right? Yoda gives him homework to go learn how to com- commune with people, and he s- strongly implies that he's been talking with uh, Qui Gon.
1: Yeah, and we know so, Liam Neeson said he is in Capital yeah. I Capital N period. Yeah, um, yeah. I-, I would like to see Cameron Riley Monahan play. Uh...
0: There you go. <laughs> I got there <laughs> too bad, but I was in there. Yeah, I was googling.
1: Um. Right on. Uh okay, so uh that was the news. It is time.
0: You want to buy some death sticks?
1: For another mail bag on. It. I want to
0: go home and rethink my life. I <laughs> love yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh yes. Yeah. So welcome to this edition of Mail Bagano. Uh, this was formerly known as listener questions on our Discord server, and uh, we farmed them from time to time. We took a little nap on Discord for the past, like, oh, three months or so. Uh, apologies for that, uh, especially to uh, one of our question submitters, uh, Casual Jason, uh, also known as Casual Nerd Jason. Um, he has a YouTube channel. It's fantastic. You should check it out. Um and yeah, so Casual Jason had two questions back on uh, December 14th of 2020. Um, so there was still a autocratic tyrant ruling America at that point. Um, and there, I think we were sort of in late season Mandalorian. So he had this question, and I'm going to read it because it's actually, it'll give him some credit um, to see if like his question worked with the timeline of Mandalorian, as it proved out. Um, and also he's got a couple, they're still prescient. So here we go. Uh, first question from casual Jason, um, does the tragedy, which is the name of that episode contain the first confirmation in current canon that Django was a true Mandalorian question mark. Also, this is a parentheses question. So it's really like a one a shouldn't Boba, uh, only be like 35, 40 years old. Din and Boba were both kids during the clone wars. So the tragedy, I think, was that awesome Robert Rodriguez directed episode, I think seven, where um, the child gets abducted, and yeah. um, we get the introduction to
0: um, Boba in the, armor. We get the yeah, we get the full Boba Fett. Yeah, we, we get, get the,
2: the Boba full... Fett theme for the first time, which is yeah. incredible, and I listen to daily.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so first of all, he was dead on, right? It turns out Django Fett is a Mandalorian. He was yeah. he deduced correctly there. Um, and so we got that part yet, but he was right about the age that actually gave me pause because I was like, oh, yeah, Boba Fett's like not as old as Tamara Morrison. No, this is nine years after Return of the Jedi. Granted, he was under a helmet for his whole career. So it's like, who knows what he looks like? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think he's right. So he's about 35, 40. But in real life, isn't he knocking on 50, 50?
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely he Yeah, not out of the realm of possibility. No, no. He's been in a sorry Exactly. Life. That's my that's my head case. Oh, right. And his face is he's scarred, been... right? Like we see him, he's pretty scarred up in terms of like burns and stuff. So I'm gonna give him that. It's and like also been bathing in stomach acid and he's had
2: to crawl out through like god knows what a tentacle. Who knows and what? Also,
1: um wasn't like Obi-Wan Kenobi during a new hope only supposed to be like 59 or something or like just barely 60
0: yes and
1: essentially yeah, he's you know, no so he was, thinks
0: it was to be 55 if i remember correctly 55 right so it's well, like it hey.
1: looks like he's 87 and so there's something about the tattooing sons that sort of you know it wears yeah. on
0: them. it aged people you got two sons i mean we've seen we've seen people like we I man, people in our family who have spent too much time in the sun imagine if you yeah. doubled that
1: Right. I live on Revere Beach, so yeah. I see people that look like they live on Tatooine all the time.
0: Yeah, my my in-laws are from California, and so I see a lot of uh, leathery people. Not in my family, not in my extended family, by the way, just uh, when I'm out there. Um, Turns so, out he's 60.
1: He's uh, 60 this Tamora year. Tamora Morrison? Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Clean living, buddy.
0: Only I could look that good when I'm 60. He looks very so I am, and he 20, 20 years on me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's part of it. The other thing, which could be something that would come up, is that um, at the end of the day, he's a clone, right? And I know, Bo- I know, Django asked for a completely unadulterated uh, clone. Unaltered, yeah, unaltered. Un- it's <laughs> like yeah. adulterated and, un- adulterated. and, un- and unadulterated. And- <laughs> adulterated is a thing that's not. That's a that's a real word, guys. I'm no, not making that it stuff yeah, up. Know, it's not like that's not that's not adultery. He, it adultery wasn't, means, the, it anyway. wasn't the line. I think the line was. No, you are anyway. <laughs> no, anyway. no, correct. It's un- <laughs> un- <different. I'm> not <laughs> I remember it's a real world. I'm using it right. It, it, so is, it you're, is. You're right that that's the quote. Um, but I feel like maybe I don't know. Maybe the Caminos messed up, right? Or you got some like you got some genetic drift going on. <laughs> I mean, that could be the
2: villain of the Book of Boba, honestly, is a clone. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Another Oh my
1: gosh.
0: gosh. And can we get some Caminos in that? It it makes makes bad sense.
1: clone in live action. You already have Morris Morrison there. Do you pay him double? I say you pay him triple if he does that.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's one, two, three, and three on the call sheet every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs>
2: man. Oh, man. No, Tom. Yeah, would, Tom that would Weasel. be great. He's three.
0: Dad, Tatooine's here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man, it's too good! Attack I of the Clone. If you haven't oh seen God, it, please indulge in some quality Star Wars. And I... give yourself the time. Just give yourself the time of day. Watch Attack yeah. of the Clone. You won't make it a ready. special
1: night. It's just like there's some you got to go into it right, and just make <laughs> it a Clone uh, Attack of the Clones night.
0: I have to say, we got to do a ranking at some point because I'm fairly <laughs> certain the next time I do my rankings spoiler attack of the clones <laughs> is going to sneak out of the bottom three like there's going to be stuff that's below attack of the clones <laughs> i think wow Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: attack of the clones is known to be at the bottom of most star wars right. rankings and i think it's it's wrongfully
0: you know. it's the truest of the prequels it's, there. it's the it's the george lucas don't tell me how to make a movie i'm gonna make my movie and that movie is attack of the clones
1: oh Guys, I'm looking at our rankings on our Discord server right now, which we're totally using 100% of the time now, unlike the past three months. Uh, and at, where do you guess where you think I put Attack of the Clones?
0: And this uh, is before, I guess,
1: I haven't, we haven't put Tross in here yet.
0: No, we haven't done since Tross. We've, oh, no, we've we did not, we
1: this, kind of... this does have, have Tross in it, actually.
0: Oh, it does? Where did do I put Tross?
1: I put it right oh. after Attack of the Clones. That's. <laughs> I'll give you a hint.
0: I you put that.
2: You put Attack of the 5. It, you put Attack yeah. of the as your fifth.
1: Five. It's my number fifth favorite Star Wars feature film of all time.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Top it's five? It's my sixth. It's my sixth.
1: It's yeah, the it's number sixth. five of my top five, yes. it's
0: not oh, I five. respect the hell out of both of you. I don't think I can go that, I'm six. that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Adam, yours is... Um...
1: I can't believe I have solo that low. It's 10, I mean it's, it's not as good
2: as
0: that's solo. the thing about rankings. Keep in mind it's yeah. how you feel at the moment. It's not yeah. it's not binding. Like I this like was I'm looking June at June of now. 20,
1: I did my ranking. So I put
0: the time stamp because that's how accurate i be. It was seven forty nine on Monday, May 18th, 2020. Oh man, that felt like ages ago. Right. Um, quarantine, then. There we were. That might be that might explain some of my ranking. You were
1: like, yeah, I was very in Attack of the Clones fifth state of mind at that month of quarantine.
0: Mine's actually pretty close. I think what I would do is actually swap out Attack of the Clones and Rise of Skywalker for mine. And I think I'd leave mine the same. I think Solo is still my number four Star Wars movie.
2: Yeah, Solo is very high for you. That's incredible. I really love that movie.
1: (laughs) It's a great movie. It's a movie you can throw in and love. Yeah. It happens to be a Star Wars movie. It stands alone. Disney. It's not like you watch A New Hope, you have to watch Empire Strikes Back after it, or no. you know, Rogue One to that, or, you know.
0: Nine times out of ten, if you're like, hurry up, quick, you have to watch a Disney-era Star Wars movie, which one's going to be? Nine times out of ten, my answer to you is Solo.
1: Yeah. Solo is the one you want on a plane.
0: Yeah. It's like which... a great plane movie. You're like, yes. I mean, I sent you that photo. But that's The I Last Jedi watch... for me. I watched The Last Jedi when I'm just like, you know, yeah. traveling. Yeah. <laughs> But that requires, for me, that requires so much... I love The Last Jedi. It's number three on my list. Then it would probably be number four now. It might might drift down a little bit, but it requires so much brain power and focus because it is such a dense movie and strong movie where I feel like solo I can, like, veg out and snack and, like, just enjoy the ride. (laughs)
2: all right yeah because you're number four you you play a lot right it's like these yeah. lists are basically like these are the ones you kind of play the most and you watch the most
0: probably yeah we should all do that we'll do that maybe we'll update our rankings on discord
1: uh be interesting to see how it moves i think i know which way it'll go i kind of feel like just sticking with this list and like just tying I'm pretty to it forever and be like no i'm just gonna feel that way i it's feel pretty tough.
2: good about my list Return how do you rank Jedi your children what do you have third? Yes. Oh, Return of it. the Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi. It's
1: wow. You yeah. just had OT. It were your first three. Just
0: the OT. Yeah. Yeah. The there's OT nothing in, wrong in order. with that. That's completely respectable. <laughs> wow. I also, I also will a hundred percent say that there's no wrong ranking when it comes to Star Wars.
1: Do you even have all the? Wait, you have? They're like almost in order. It's like it's like almost. <laughs> you have yours in release order, dude. <laughs> You literally yeah. have yours in release order, except for Solo, you tagged on at the end. Pretty well, no, because
0: Return it's- Last Jedi Rogue is number One.
1: four. Rogue One's an anomaly too.
0: It's pretty close though; they group pretty closely yeah. together. Um, anyway, weren't we talking about the Mandalorian? <laughs> We're talking about Boba How- Fett.
2: And- prospect of boba fett's age and then and then what what else was the second part of the
1: question that was pretty much it i just asked you how old you think boba fett was and that was 10 minutes ago
0: wait because i know i I know i was gonna try to get back on track but now i think in the ranking thing nope hold on on the ranking thing i think we should re-rank our movie (laughs) and we should rank all 16 episodes individually of uh of the mandalorian
1: Mandalorian. that's (laughs) that's cold man i i would do it though
0: all I right now let's go a... uh two would
2: be my favorite episode so it be like the top of the list
0: oh you and i are gonna share the well <laughs> yeah probably that's probably yeah. my favorite. anyway uh we so do it about... now
1: if you want it we I, we have one more question from casual jason um i don't know if you want to do that now or if you do want to rank all the mandalorian episodes live because i'll do that um but uh i'll take by your silence you want to hear the second question
0: yeah let's hear the second question and then see
1: you all know, right. Like, uh, do you think uh, Din's face scan will come back to bite him? Probably not because nobody knows what he looks like anyway. It just really stuck in my head.
2: All right. I've uh, been let's... talking about this for a while. This show feels a lot like, like a D&D campaign where you just mm. you immediately have this thing, first bounty and there's a lot of complications to this first job. And, and it, it leads you to incredible places and you meet mystics of high intelligence and wisdom, the force and. You have awakenings, you know, and it, it it happens like that. And then other kind of and then you come across all these sort of obstacles and opponents, you know, and then I wouldn't be surprised if that face scan does come back to bite Din, because all that stuff is set up and pay off. And it's just constant. That's what
1: I was going to say. Yeah, they they wouldn't have made him scan it. Like, I'm like, you're going to scan. They're like, so anyone's face can get that code cylinder to operate. Like, yeah, I, I found that surprising, first of all. But then, second of all, like, so obviously, if they have his face in the imperial system, they're going to be, I think that's licensing the empire to chase him in perpetuity.
2: Wait, so, but we have a setup with Fennec Shan where they explained that she had worked with the imperials for a while, just like guess yeah. doing miss- missions for them. Uh,
1: did she, is that why she bailed out of the mission? It was because she had she'd yeah she had worked for, I thought it was because the Empire had a bounty on her as well, or she was wanted by the Empire.
0: Maybe. I, I with Grant, I'd have to rewatch, but for some reason I got the impression that, like, yes, she is known to them for having worked for them. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> she feels she feels like she are in to get
2: to get back to the Imperials or, or the, to maybe like turn on Boba and everyone and,
0: and use yeah. the Imperial, like, you know, well, just wait until December, 2021. And all of our questions will be answered. And 17 new questions will be asked. Um, right. I, to answer Jason's question, I think it will come back because John Favra and Dave Filoni don't do these things by accident. Right. And don't forget, they're going to be able to place together, that he was on there, he had his face, and the Mandalorian, probably the only person of that crew that wasn't identified. So they're going to be able to piece together like, oh, this is the Mandalorian. Right. Didn't jar yeah, like, They're like ant-lorian. who is this
2: unidentified soldier that was scanned in yeah. before like the base exploded or whatever? And then
0: could it be the only person we don't know that's in this group of rebels with this group of people?
2: It, it might be used as a throwaway moment though, basically, just to quickly identify him, just quickly for uh, imperial officers or admirals to yeah, kind of relay his be. data around a star um you know a star story But
0: also don't forget, in in that in earlier in that uh season he wandered into seeing snokes in a tube or maybe not snokes but his the cloning initiative so he knows a lot about something the first order oops i'm sorry the the whatever they're calling themselves now don't don't want people to know about right so i think he's gonna have the shattered empire i think they're gonna have uh i think they're gonna be pretty hot to track down the mandalorian in season three
1: yeah i mean i think you just hit my point adam was like i think it's just like an ace card they're like we don't know if we're gonna play it but we could literally like they could play like mandalorian season eight where he's like stalking the first order like production facility or something and or you know he has some altercation with the first order and that's when you know the first order could be the ones that chase him then they could find right. him in like the old like empire archives. Well, isn't isn't mine. he
2: just a isn't he just a cowboy hunting like runaway nazis in Argentina like isn't that the character forever? And so he fights the shattered empire. He fights the he would be a perfect character to fight the sentinel droids too because he has the fear of droids. He'd be a perfect character to take down. Maybe a, a branch of the Snoke and the cloning program, like to just really cripple the the. the
1: oh my god! Know, Does igni- that mean we're going to the mission a... of
2: the First Order?
1: I think I, I, I like that idea. It could they could go that direction, but I think um, Rangers of the New Republic are more like lo- likely to be the Nazi hunter story, Maybe. right? Yeah, because that's their literal job.
2: That That definitely will be. I just think Um, there's more
1: interesting foils for the Mandalorian than the Empire. Like they're constantly just going to be a nagging pain because that's what the galaxy is, I think. But like, I I don't know, I'd be a little disappointed if they were the primary antagonist. But I mean, if they go and liberate Mandalore, we know it's being held by or was being held by the Empire. But But, I'm imagining more of a feudal system there post-Empire.
0: But, Grant, if you're right, that means we get Star Wars takes on the boys from Brazil, where yeah. the Mandalorian is hunting down Hitler clones, yeah, or in this case, yeah. uh, Snoke clones. Clo- clones or Emperor clones. Yes, please. Wow. Or With taking down the cloning Steve program
2: that's, that's taking advantage of, like, you know, Force-sensitive children and, like, subjects all over the galaxy. Like, that is... Terrifying, and and Mando would be a perfect character to be, you know, heroic in that manner, where he's saving, you know, local towns and protecting them from the remnant Imperials. You know, Uh, like that would be incredible. But that's just that's maybe just how. And to Ben's point, that's maybe just that's just one side story is that he's fighting the Imperials, the remnant Imperials. But then he's also fighting bounty hunters, and we get to explore, you know, all these other, you know, areas of the galaxy and uh, and uh, see new worlds. Like that would be a fun. It'd be fun to go on an adventure with that character as well. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I'm going to just lock tin oils into attack position right now.
0: Lock tinfoils <laughs> in attack position.
1: While we're at and, it. While we're at it. And um, and say, like, in one of these things, like, he could actually fight an a clone of the Emperor at one point. Like, he could kill oh, yeah. for a clone. The Emperor and- could die again before uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, they could just write it in there, and they'd be like, you know, they're like, okay, he's back again, but they could do it in a way that like maybe elucidates why um, the emperor is, you know, dead. Finally, finally dead.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I've always had the theory. You just hurt Grant. That well, no, 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 no. I've, um, I no, I've, I've I've always had the theory that (laughs) Snoke was quite possibly the clone of Luke Skywalker. Right. Maybe the Emperor had tried to clone himself many times and then uh, and, and then we know he had his um strand cast clone son who ran away. That yeah. that even that could be featured in the Mandalorian theoretically if you wanted to maybe I'd have to maybe passage I mean, of time. Yeah so I think you'd, have, what, you'd need passage of time
1: but. okay can I can I dovetail in yours with the tinfoils foils securely locked in attack position? Um what if Luke Skywalker and The Mandalorian kill the Luke Skywalker clone?
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, we Emperor. need we or need a Luke.
2: Emperor. No, I he... think Snoke is that. I think that's what Snoke is. I think he's just an abomination. He was just like the Emperor was so, you know, trying to was so covetous and trying right. to control Luke Skywalker's destiny. Uh, I always thought that he he if he if he was had the chance, he would try to clone Luke Skywalker. Let Luke
0: Skywalker me dovetail the dovetail. So, what if to kind of like pull this all together? What if we do get a Luke clone if we're going with old EU? Like, what if the what if because I love the idea that the Emperor is trying to, to clone Luke because based on Rise of Skywalker, then he would have a vessel that he wanted to actually be in a Skywalker, Mighty Blood Skywalker vessel, right? But what if he actually does get a pretty perfect Luke clone? and that's luke and mando face down against that and since then he couldn't quite do it again and that's how we get snoke this corrupted thing like snoke is the second mm. try right second of, try. Of, yeah. of cloning or luke and he's so disappointed or it could never work in like the
2: first i think it, i think it's more poetic if it never worked in the first place like, i think mean, you can't do it like, sure but but that what we, these people.
1: that's what we got
2: though right yeah so
1: but I mean, we could. I, I love that, Adam. I think that works. Like he, they used all the genetic or most of the genetic material in that hand for the first clone. They use less in the second, and it was this mutated weird thing.
0: Or Snoke and, is the clone of the of Snoke is the clone of the Luke clone, and that's what happens. He's the second clone generation the clone. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a second generation like Luke that. clone right there.
0: Um, do you think
2: Ahsoka and Mando will team up again in the future? Yes.
0: <laughs> Sorry I to answer too fast. I think, I think because, yes, I think, and mostly this is a really boring answer to this really <laughs> interesting question, is because Disney all but told us they were doing that, right? Because, or Kathleen Kennedy, because they have suggested that the three Mandalorian shows are going to culminate in some massive story line. So I think you're going to have Rangers, New Republic, Mandalorian, and Ahsoka all teaming up to probably fight. um thrawn grand admiral thrawn yeah i think it's gonna be thrawn yeah that's wild
2: that's all i could hope for i love thrawn it's always he's a great villain that would be even
1: better because he's always i guess he was always tangling with the oh yeah that's actually perfect because it's like the rebels finally get their revenge against uh against thrawn i mean they drove him out once they'd have to drive him out again
0: yeah, I think we're going to have I think we're going to have a reboot retelling of the Timothy's on uh, Thrawn trilogy. Right. And they're not going to go that deep into it. But I think they are going to have that Thrawn did take control of the Empire for a that while. Point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It actually would be interesting if Thrawn wins and kills all three of those shows. And like that's the end <laughs> end and then we get the Thrawn show and it's just like him, like where he goes from there.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do we think we're going to see the rise of the First Order, though, as well? I mean, that that it feels like and then what's what's Thrawn's role when it comes to the First Order and how will he interact with the First Order?
1: I think he at this point he has he's completely distracted by wars going on in the uh, Chiss Ascendancy and yeah, uh, and in the unknown regions. And I think, you know, they when they catch him, it's sort of like in between battles um, of his own. Like they're hunting him at this point, right? Mm. And so maybe he turns his gaze on these new attackers for for long enough to have that super team up um series or episode or whatever. And then um and then who knows where it goes. But that's that's yeah. my
0: I mean what if the story is that there are not everyone's privy to the Emperor's plan, right? And so we have Thrawn comes back and takes control of the rem- the shattered Empire. Meanwhile, the First Order is building in the unknown regions, right? And so I wonder if this whole thing culminates with Thrawn being defeated and then being almost captured by remnants of the of the or or the First Order, and brought in front of Jibard Emperor, as this like this amazing like post credit scene where he's kind of he's <laughs> like. Like, like the basically, the emperor kills him for betraying him. Like, like this idea of like oh, wow. he thought he was actually controlling the empire, not realizing that the emperor was still controlling everything. Right? Like it's kind of this, this, this like, you thought I was dead scene. That's right. Awesome
1: that that would be super powerful. Actually, that would be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Then I, ca- I kind of like arm Emperor.
0: Yeah. Please, I would.
2: It would be cool if they were in on in on it together, and he was in on you know um, mm. Operation Cinder and the rise of the First Order. But it might also be interesting if he maybe comes back. He has like these loyalists like that are waiting for are waiting his return, and then they they have an entire you know uh, armada for ready for him a, a fleet, and uh, and then maybe uh, um, maybe he uh, he's he's scared of the the more radical Imperials who are in his. Yeah. Um, in his ranks who could turn on them and, like, assassinate people and are just cutthroat. And they basically belong to the Emperor. And the Emperor lives, in this Whisper grows, like, Hail Hydra, this really scary Ooh, the, way the, to yeah, explore this final darker order
0: city. could be that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of yeah. bur- grows out of this. Because I like yeah. the idea, because I don't know if Thrawn would be, like, part of me is, like, I don't think Thrawn would be on board for Operation Cinder. Right? Like, that just seems like, too much for him like he's not the killing of innocence type of person he just truly believes in the order that the empire brings so i feel like he comes back post operation cinder is like oh i have to write this thing and i love this idea that there are like loyalists in this that are plotting against him right it's almost like you get to like you get to the um i can't think of the whole thing but you get to basically hitler the assassination plot against hitler by certain members of the Nazi party, right? Like this idea that, which I guess doesn't quite right. work with the analogy. Like but like,
2: Valkyrie, Thrawn. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Valkyrie, the most perplexing movie yeah. ever where for some reason none of the Nazis have German accents, except <laughs> for a couple that kind of do and the, yeah. the other seven that have English accents and then there's American Tom Cruise, but it's cool. <laughs> Not that I'm still am dealing with that.
1: I love that story because that way you could get Thrawn as the pr- protagonist. And yeah. then, um, he would but the weird thing is he'd have to lose ultimately or like leave, you know, because he's not he should be running the final order. But I I, I love the idea that they're too extreme, which makes a lot of sense. So like extremist and he
0: doesn't want to be a part of that. I mean, and he's he's the best guy in the Empire, right? Like, so he has to yeah. lose. He's your protagonist. But at the end of the day, I think you tell that story of still like like you get these moments where you're like, yeah, he's he's maybe like he's. Basically, he's like, I don't know, he's good-ish, but at the same point, he's 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 good in a system that's completely evil and corrupt. And he believes in he believes in totalitarianism, right? Like he believes in that for order. And so that still makes him not good, right? So you get these moments of like right. I can relate to this, I understand what he's doing, and then you get these moments where like you you cut to the Ahsokas and the Mandalorians and the Rangers of the Republics, who are kind of getting these reality checks of like. Yeah, yeah. He may be like suave and thoughtful, but he's trying to push a totalitarian system like he's still evil.
1: Yeah, I just I want more ascendancy like type Thrawn stories. I just yeah,
0: that, that last
1: book do, by uh, Zahn is I mean, the other books were fantastic. I, I love them. Yeah. Uh, and they they take place in the galaxy, but this extra galaxy like they just put them in a place where you vaguely understand sort of the rules of the galaxy, but it has nothing to do with the rest of the galaxy. They have their own rules. Like, I think the Chis Ascendancy is an oligarchy, right? And it's like there's rulers of right. planets and they just yeah. like run their their area and their division and, um, and, and they, you know, and a monarchy of source, but, um, yeah that story is fantastic and i, I want so i'd love good. to you know i'd love It'd be to cool if there was a through line
2: that. from those stories to the to to the throne we see, we might see in live action the throne that they carry they they move forward with uh in the mandoverse or you know between uh six and seven um it would be interesting if there was a through line in that he is not only just warring in the galaxy, but looking out beyond to the unknown regions. And there is a little bit of that Star Trek element where he's kind of just – he's worried about the threats beyond the galaxy. That would be fascinating and a yeah. perfect character to do that with.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But that was how he was introduced, right, not in the new canon, right? It's like he he was trying to explain to the emperor that he's like there are bigger threats in the galaxy than you yeah. see. I mean, that was uh, so
0: threats part too. of my, yeah. I mean, that's part of my pitch for the sequel, sequel trilogy, right? Is right. that like the chist Ascendancy is actually holding off something else that that's out right. there. Right. And so when we get that alluded to in these books and we don't know if it's the Yuuzhan Vong or, or some new version right, of the script, Yuuzhan yeah. Vong, um, that's better written and better thought out, but like, you know, th- there, that's, that's lingering. Right. That's there. And that's something, again, similar to, to kind of what we talked about in the last segment. You know, maybe the storytellers pick up and run with it, but it's dangling there. Right. That we know there's this linger, there's, there's this like overarching threat even further past where the Chiss are.
1: I love that so much that like the Chiss are fighting this extra galactic battle like on our half through this whole time. And then like you can tell that story, you know, through Thrawn or whoever, many characters you spin off from that Eli Vanto or like whatever, whatever it is. And you, you build it up and then finally like yeah that's our sequel sequel trilogy is this this extra galactic battle i wouldn't even hate if it's they call them the yuzhan vong like completely rewrite the 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 race to be whatever they are it would make it even funnier because in legends they're like you know masochists and face eaters and stuff and like that's (laughs) like that's a legend like it's like no 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 they were actually diplomats in suits and you know
0: yeah i mean it's not a bad the yuzhan vong is not a bad concept in fact it's more about the execution because i'm reading through those books right now and yeah there there are elements where i'm like this is a really terrifyingly designed and, written, and it makes sense yeah. and then you get some weird stuff that happens where you're just like do we need 17 books in this series this is not the wheel of time guys you don't need to be drawn it out
1: Rats, she just reminded me i still haven't finished that series <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean or he never needs to
2: confront anything that's out there but just for the sake of his, like sake of his demeanor it could be like i am always looking out beyond the galaxy huh, and that's like why he... he's occupied and he's failing against the emperor and yeah. and he doesn't he doesn't penetrate the galaxy really we don't hear about him yeah. in history because he's dealing with the yeah. loyalists the emperor's loyalists and then he's also dealing with threats beyond and and maybe building up his forces to possibly strike and take over in a totalitarian dictatorship yeah like you know that's me yeah. i don't know i don't know what do you guys but think that's, his that's it's
0: would be. interesting right like that those two motivations might kind of come together where he's his goal for this dictate di, this dictatorship is to join the forces between the right the new republic or the empire and the chi ascendancy to battle whatever this thing is and you can do this i like this idea of subtlety like you don't know his motivation but there's moments where he's just like he just i can just imagine him like Stiggering at what's happening and saying like, you think this matters? You don't even know what's out there. Like your little petty battle of like family drama, like you don't even know what's coming. Speaking of future
2: live action characters, uh, I'm very much interested in The Acolyte with Leslie Headland Yeah. Writing and uh, directing. Uh, uh, I feel like and what I wanted to bring to the table was with what we know about the High Republic. How do we think th- the, those characters and what's going on there will connect to the Acolyte, and in what aspects will there be a kind of carryover from the High Republic to the Acolyte?
1: I mean, this is an early. Any, call. any ideas?
2: Yeah, yeah we're, we're
1: we're just seeing well, I, I the think, first part of the first. I think there was.
2: Now. I think it was official that they ex- expl. I think that it was official that they announced there is going to be some crossover with the High Republic. Yeah, and
0: the Acolyte.
1: it's definitely High Republic era, but. It feels like late High Republic era. Yeah, I forget why exactly, but they they might have made mention of some sort of timeline thing.
0: I love it. They did mention it's like the very end of the High Republic. Seems to be the way they're like the 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 final days of the High Republic. Um, But I don't know how you set that in the High Republic and not reference things that are in the books, at least like somewhat related, right? Like you have to deal with that because you can't have this giant storytelling arc over a few years before the higher public or sorry, before the accolade comes out and just say, Oh yeah. And this is like the end of that era, right. Without referencing or pulling right. in stuff. So they're going to have to. Um, but I think we're talking about probably a while after these books, maybe a hundred years. I mean, we don't have the exact end date of the higher public. So I think a lot of our characters will no longer be around, but some members of the Jedi castle, uh, castle, <laughs> the Jedi order might be right. Some of the the council members. Well, we know Yoda yeah. will be there. somewhere. yeah,
1: I sort of see You're this up. as like the, there's going to be some turmoil, right? Like all we really know is there's the Jedi. It's the, you know, it is the best the galaxy's looked ever. It's an expansionist zone. It's very globalist to use a, a local term. But um, the galaxy's in tune. They're trying to spread their view. They have a fantastic leader in Lena So. And um, But we know that there's something that's coming that terrifies a Jedi. I think there's like nothing further from this era than the Sith. Like I think they're yeah. so like everything is so positive with the Force at this point, And there's so much good energy going on everywhere in the galaxy that like the Sith like aren't even an ember. And so I think whatever this thing is that terrifies the Jedi that's coming, I think it's a separate maelstrom of chaos. And out of it, this thing will be a small seed that is laid that is the, the rebirth of the Sith. And I think that's what we're going to get in the Acolyte.
0: Yeah. It's going to
1: be just this weird byproduct, call. you know, that's in the darkness and and not even a main character arc, I don't think. I mean, as much as I know we want to see Avar Chris in live action, like more than anything in the world. Maybe we see her on a hollow or something, but I, I think that this story All right, Let's is go happen. back.
2: Let's go back years in Legends uh time the Legends timeline, uh, from Palpatine and back. Uh, I know we have Plagueis, and then we have Tenebris. How far back does that get us?
1: we have a dead end after or before tenebris Tenebris,
0: right yeah and
1: then we have a dead end after Darth xana i think after uh bane so that's a
0: thousand years ago so this is
2: right
1: yeah but i mean like that's that's the
0: thing like there's that gap gap. between between, like a thousand years ago and like and 75 years ago i don't know you know
1: that plagueis and tenebris were both obsessed with long life yeah Um, so and so was usidious so um, I mean that could go back uh, technically Tenebris could be in the
0: acolyte or exactly. even Plagueis, right like we don't know how long his lifespan was or Right
1: he's a munalist and Tenebris was a uh, bith right um the
0: like the oh my god if we get a Darth, if we get a sith bith
1: on this show <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, All right. it's going to break the podcast if we yeah. have a sith bith. Yeah, that's actually gonna be the title. <laughs> now we need, that's our next shirt. That's our Sif next Bith.
2: shirt, guys. Yeah. Sif,
1: Sif, Bith. Sif Bith. And maybe Tenebrous on the back.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Uh
1: someone made yeah. on the internet, like you know, everyone had the Darth Jar Jar thing, which I think is kind of st- stupid, frankly. Um, but funny. Uh someone did like a live action uh Jar Darth Jar Jar. Oh,
0: I saw that. Yeah. Oof.
1: It is terrifying. I love it. It's yeah, it's, it's beautifully done. It's it's
2: terrifying. hyper real. It's hyper, hyper real. real. Yeah,
1: hyper real. <laughs> like it's actually scary. You're actually scared <laughs> by it No doubt.
0: Anyway. I, mean, I mean, all we know about from from canon about Darth Plagueis is that he died thirty two years BBY. That's the only yeah. date piece of information. So I. I'm guessing based on the way <laughs> he shows like to reference things that people will have heard before that we might get a Darth Plagueis in this, right? Because people are like Darth Plagueis, where do I know that from? And then all of us will be yelling, you know, Darth Plagueis, the wise. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth really? Plagueis, the wise? Clearly they haven't heard the tragedy. I mean, Dr. maybe that's what the story is, is the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, the wise.
2: It can also be, it can also explore like, uh, uh, rebirth and like uh, resurrection and things like that, and cloning and dark science, uh, but like you know, one step removed from Palpatine and all what all that happened in the sequel trilogy and and what you what you eventually see at the end, uh, you know, it, it could it could it could be exploring the first kind of inklings about how to do that in the acolyte, which could be very interesting, you know, and, and even the the creation of Anakin Skywalker, as some believe, from you know a lot of the scripts that, that George had written the, the previous drafts, and then as well as um, novelizations and things like that, that and legends novels, obviously that point to a sort of creation of, uh, through a, a being with high midi chlorine count. Yeah. Through the force.
1: That makes so much sense because the yeah. like force powers that the Jedi are using in this era are so overpowered. <laughs> like they're, I mean, they made it rain literally. So, they can do anything with it. it. It would be interesting if there was a degradation in Force knowledge over time as well. But at this like very malleable time, you get a Loden and Great Storm or something. You know, some fall from grace. You know, at least Lord and Great Storm caliber it doesn't need to be him exactly. But people with that sort of cal, you know caliber deciding to start the Sith in the shadows, and then they have the acolyte. Right? I mean, gosh, it's like all right. Here's a question: She's an acolyte. Who is the Sith that's training the acolyte? I know we said Plagueis. I'm yeah. full on the Sith Bith train. <laughs> I'm well, full we've seen acolytes. I'm we've in... seen
2: acolytes before in Star Wars, right? We they were on Exegol, like yeah, uh,
1: yes. That's we,
2: we've different. seen they were labeled as acolytes, yeah, um, in so the visual acolytes. dictionary and things like that. And so I, but this I I have to think this show is going to be different. That's I'm. I like to go back to Knights of the Old Republic and the Dark Acolytes who were hanging outside the temple on Korriban Like those those people were iconic to me. Like I loved that game for uh, <laughs> that that experience as the Dark Side yeah. user and, and exploring that the dark temples on Korriban and the, that was so fascinating and to see all the hopefuls who were outside the temple and then the Acolytes within. That was really cool. That would the, that, that was cool kind of Acolyte storytelling. Uh to see someone who's just uh you know just part of this dark church of the force or whatever, whatever this is, that would uh, that you see in egg on Exegol. Like I I, I that wouldn't yeah, be as interesting.
1: That is interesting. No, no I agree. Yeah. You nailed it, man. I think that would be that would that's a pu- perfect universe to to put the acolyte in um and, and have that be their subculture. And that's like what I want to see. I want to see this dark underbelly. I yeah. think those I uh they use the acolytes in the uh Force Unleashed uh duology as well. Um, so they're just, you know, lightsaber fodder pretty much in that game.
0: Right. Which is everything in that game. Um, (laughs) right. But but so, yeah, that's my question is like, do we, is there a chance we get through this entire series without actually out without actually seeing a Jedi, right? Because you run into this weird issue. And I remember this in like old EU, there was a couple of like Darth Maul books. And the big thing with those books were like, yeah, what Maul was doing before, you know we see him in episode 1 is like great and he would he would show he would like tee off against some jedi but like i'm reading that going well clearly he's got to kill those jedi <laughs> yeah. because if they know they know like so there's part of this issue of like we know from the from the series that she can't really go up against i mean i guess she could and they would just think she's a dark side user and not a sith but it's weird right like you just I don't know. Like, you can't have her... Well, actually,
2: well, she could use a red light. She could use a light, uh, even a lightsaber or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, cross paths with the Jedi. And she's an acolyte. She's not a Sith Lord yet. So, I mean, if if she's labeled as an acolyte, maybe there's, they wouldn't recognize her as a Sith. You know what I mean? Just like Just,
0: a worshiper you know, of the dark side.
2: A worshiper kind of, of yeah. the dark side.
0: Which, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, yes, we could definitely get there. We'll talk is- a bit more about this next week when we cover Claudia Gray's book, because there might be some stuff in there that might be relevant.
1: <laughs> yeah, so next week we're going to do a uh, High Republic week. We're going to do both of the, um, the comics that came out, the IDW uh, Younger Reader comic. I don't know yeah. how to really classify that. And the Marvel uh, High Republic number two, uh, which I can't wait to read. And then, of course, Claudia's Gray Claudia Gray's into the dark um, which is gonna yeah. be great. I
2: will I will I will wager that we've already seen the thing that the Jedi are most afraid of uh, in these stories and that is I think the dark side just in general just the dark side in them, the dark side that yeah, clouds the galaxy like there it just comes and goes with whatever dark forces have kind of entered the galaxy and I feel like this time around is especially harrowing for the Jedi
1: maybe that's what they see maybe they see uh, the the empire maybe they see what happens maybe that's it maybe they're afraid of what i comes to pass in 200 years i
0: think right. what they fear is their own hubris but we'll talk more about that next week
1: okay yeah i mean well essentially that too, at least I, some I mean, downfall ultimately. i that makes a lot of sense i would root against that because uh that's essentially what befell the jedi and yeah right in the skywalker saga was their own yep. hubris yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, anything else? <laughs> Any other series you want? We covered almost all of the series without trying.
0: I think so. I'm glad we got to the Acolyte because that was the one when we were earlier talking about the non-Mandalorian verse series. That's the one I could not remember in my brain that there are like three non-Mandalorian verse series, which are the Andor, Obi-Wan, and Acolyte series.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for a Boba Fett in the Obi-Wan series, for sure. That'd I was awesome. thinking it would be interesting if Boba Fett... We see Boba Fett get his armor in that series. That could possibly oh. happen. Uh, he starts a different armor.
0: Wait. Oh, get his armor. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, that would be awesome. Sorry, my brain had to do the mental gymnastics of figuring out timelines. But yeah, right. that would totally work, yeah.
1: Because the last time we see him... I mean, actually... He has the or maybe he has to recover the armor from the Caminos like it's his dad's armor. We know that maybe he's just holding on to it and feels like he needs to find that time point in time when he he allows himself to wear it. He's
0: earned it. Yeah.
1: And then he like repaints it like there's like that's those are the stories that I love. Like, why is your lightsaber, you know, green? Why does it look like that? Why did you design it that way? You know, there's all these war decorations on Boba Fett's armor. He has like Wookiee braids on his, you know, shoulder and he has like two different affiliations. Like he has the skull of the uh, mythosaur and then he has that leaf and I forget what. But that's, you know, that's actually I think his crest from something like. Right. Um, on his chest, uh, why is he? Why did he pick green and red? You know, where did he get that divot in the front of his helmet? Like, those are all stories that could happen. I mean, I know it's the Obi Wan series. Well, we got
2: to get Boba so Fett that, on a mythosaur, right? Like the holiday special yeah. moment has to happen now. At some yeah. point, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was, that, that this is has all to stuff happen.
1: is probably that could be flashbacks <laughs> in the book of Boba Fett. I mean, maybe that's it. Like, maybe he's telling stories of Boba Fett, and it's like you get like real time stories, and then you 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 cut in these old like war stories. I mean, that would be great.
0: I will say that Star Wars often gets you know slagged on for um, sometimes you know telling too many stories or explaining too many things. I will say this: we've only had four Indiana Jones movies, and yet in about a five minute stretch, we know how he got the the his, his got his name got his chin scar was became afraid of snakes and learned how to use a whip, and yet still in Star snakes. Wars, yeah, and still in Star Wars they have never explained Boba Fett's divot. Which right? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Seems like a story ripe for telling. Right.
1: <laughs> I know somewhere Felone is really like that does. has to be, That'd be a great
2: point of view story.
1: Yeah. yeah, I heard a lot of stuff on uh you know people wanting that to be like Cad Bane did that, and no. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I got a cat. Um, nope, but uh yeah, I mean, actually, I think Robert Rodriguez can kind of do no wrong. I just went on a bender of uh, Quentin Tarantino and ended up watching the Grindhouse duology. There, um, blown away by
0: um, yeah. nice. by you, Death
1: Proof. I like I uh, love Death, Death Proof so, so
0: good. That last scene when they're just beating the Hell out of, uh, yeah, it's yeah, one of my favorite scenes. And exactly. that, that song, uh, Chick Habit by April May or May April, I can't remember. I play that song to get pumped all the time. It's at least once once a week I listen to that song. Um,
1: yeah, and Planet Terror, like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, what I'm saying is, I'm all in on Robert Rodriguez. And I think, like, he could pull off that story of just like Boba Fett, like, you know, those, these funky flashbacks, you know, that do totally. these great things. And I mean, that that's my, I never skeptical of an idea no matter how outlandish because I'm sure there's a person out there that's smarter than me that will make it work somehow. Like there's always a way to tie it in. I mean, in music, it's like you can take a sound of like a, you know, printer falling off a table and hitting the floor and turn it into like an opus. And I'm sure it's that way with video as well. Like you, in storytelling, you can always sort of write a person in a, you know, in an exciting direction from whatever the location and these, characters are so vibrant these worlds are so vibrant we're also talking about in two weeks doing a pillar and we haven't done a pillar in a long time and i think the next one we have circled is alien worlds and uh that would be so hold tight for that one that, that uh could be fun um check out the you know whatever galaxy maps you can find online we found like three that are most current trying to find some current you know canon ones but uh yeah you can do a deep dive there totally Anything else? Rangers? Lando? We we talk about Lando a lot.
0: Oh yeah, Lando. God, There's like four of these. This is why I'm going to go back to my prediction that we're going to sprinkle in. It's going to be a, uh, a Mandoverse followed by a non-Mandoverse series. Yeah.
1: That makes a lot of sense. We will see. I'm just excited. You know, I think... If Robert... Go. Go for it. Sorry.
2: Uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, just jumping back to Robert Rodriguez real quick. You know, I... I love that his episode was on location and uh yeah. that was super cool. And I'm hoping that in the Book of Boba Fett, I hope we we are getting some, you know, actually, you know, some some built sets, uh, practical sets, uh, that that will get destroyed, say in a gunfight of some kind. You know what I mean? Like like the El Mariachi, like yeah uh once once upon a time, in Mexico, like Desperado, like like you've yeah. seen yes. the entire bar just get ripped up
0: with yes. blaster fire. Like yeah. that's
2: what I want yes. out of a Robert Rodriguez uh book of boba fett
0: which i bet we get i mean and i wonder if he starts doing the next level of the volume which is like can you do quick builds set builds and right, like large set right. builds inside in the volume right yeah that you and, just tear down put
2: plexiglass in front of the the the, the actual wall protect the yeah. wall put protective shielding up and then actually be able to actually detonate you know
0: because you can uh, have that depth right like it feels like you have those couple of real structures and then you have I mean, it's basically just old, it's matte paintings just yep. brought to the 21st century, right? You have depth, but you have these two real structures and then you have this ton of depth making places look huge. I mean, that's how you do, that's how they're going to do Coruscant. That's how they have to do Coruscant when they eventually do it in one of these shows.
1: Right. But I think, uh, we learned that in the latest gallery episode that they enlarged the volume. Yeah. By a yeah. Massive proportion. And that might be yeah. why. So that they can do detonations and crazy stuff in the middle of it and, um, You know, and look at these things, and from from a distance. I'm sure it's you know, there's definitely ways to do it if you've got lights right above you to still use it as a lighting source, and um, and then add all this this great stuff.
2: It'd be cool. It'd be really cool to see.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um,
0: Great time to be a Star Wars fan. It is.
1: I I think. Yeah. I, I think it'll really start this. You know, with Book of Boba, so, you know, we're going to have to actually just sit back and enjoy the High Republic this year, um, get into like ease into that series. And then there's going to be so many, I think, starting this, you know, fall yeah. Christmas era we are going to have a series all the time,
0: all the time, so fun. I mean, it's like Marvel, right? Like, I feel like i waited so long for the Marvel stuff to start on Disney Plus and now that WandaVision started. Like, you look at their release calendar, and it's literally a year where you Vancouver. don't go you don't go a week without something new coming out. And that's what it's going to be, like you said, starting December at the end of this year.
1: I was going to say, is that so much to ask for? But I'm like, yeah, that's way too much to I ask mean, for. I mean, can but you yeah, imagine?
0: There's part of me that still thinks that 16-year-old Adam is in a coma in a bed somewhere because like (laughs) everything i loved as a 16 year old is now a thing like zombies are huge comic books are huge star wars is huge it's weird
2: it is weird
0: it is quite strange
1: all right well you know what i think we probably did that that was a (laughs) random enough uh podcast for this week it was super fun thanks everyone for indulging us uh glad uh you're listening check us out on discord we swear this time we're totally way more into it um we're we're trying to communicate all our things for the week so you can get previews of what we're going to talk about yep Um, again next week we're going to do uh the next round of high republic uh, phase one claudia gray and the two um comics and then the week after that we're going to do a pillar of star wars which is our sort of crowning jewel achievement I, i i just love doing that stuff talking about what the real, like, elements that make Star Wars, which there's only very few, but um, they're so very important, and uh, we're going to talk about Alien Worlds in two weeks, and that's going to be great. So, uh, awesome. Thanks so much for listening to us, and may the Force be with you.
2: This is Grex condax signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. <laughs>